copy and paste, mute volume up, volume down. You know, if there was, if, if on Man, your this computer... This is the most meta question, Tom. It's great, but where did you come up with this? What we do here is go back, 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 back. Another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. Have you missed us? Because I know we've missed you. Uh, it has been quite a long time. It's been quite a long time, everyone. Our loyal listeners, our new listeners, even for us talking to each other now in this space, it has been a bit. Uh, but today, this week, this month, we bring you Weekly Brew 35. I say weekly brew 35, but it has been quite a gap. It feels pretty weird throwing out big numbers out there when it's been very sporadic. But the point is, is we're back and we're here. And we're excited to be back. Quite a lot has happened uh, in our lives over the past, what, what, was, what has it been, month and a half almost? August has about? been a weird month. Yeah. Oh, yeah, August has been August, that's for sure. Um, but we're back, and we're really excited to get into it. We have a lot to catch up on uh, today's episode, um, things going on in our lives, um, some stories to catch up, some stories to share. Might be jumping in a little question at some point, as we always do, and then obviously finishing it off with beautiful things that we have consumed in the media of Netflix and YouTubes and all of the around. So, yeah, we're pretty excited to get into it, but... As always, we start off the episode with one brilliant thing, and that is Brulette. It's Brulette 41. Um, last last time, um, yeah, 40 was a nice rounded number. We felt really good about ourselves, but it just didn't happen. Um, so we're back again, Brulette 41. Um, and yeah, I've been sitting on, on my beer for a while. I believe James has uh, got a collection of beers now in, in his household that he can kind of rummage through and pick what he wants um but yes if if, if you if you're new here or, or you know this story basically we try and purchase a beverage of some sort from a supermarket um has to be canned um and it has to be a, a beer i would say i've got of course yeah it has to be a beer um in the hopes that we purchase the same beer on completely opposite spectrums of the country well no okay not completely opposite spectrum. the south island doesn't We're, exist the, the south island is what's the south island it's Don't a know legend <laughs> um so yeah we'll we'll start off by naming the type of beverage that we have in the hopes that we have purchased that same beverage so uh on the count of three we will name the style of beer one two three hazy, hazy xpa yeah, that counts, right? <laughs> yeah, we just keep going. Yeah, we're two hazies, all right, okay. All right, okay, sweet, nice. Round one, it's a, that's a tick, because they're both, they're both hazies. Uh, second round, we go into naming the company, correct? Mm-hmm. I believe that's company. what we do. Yep. The we haven't done this in a while. We haven't, we haven't got there in a while, so here it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, round two, on the count of three. One, two, three. Mount Brewing Company. Ah... Old Sprig and Fern. We've had yeah. Sprig and Fern once before. I believe so, yes. I think I actually got Sprig and Fern last yeah. time. Yeah, it was recent, is, wasn't it? Uh, was it recent? 
next. Well, I mean, the the last roulette we did was the one where you. No, not did. last roulette. No, I think last roulette I did a um, I did a um, oh, what's that? Funk Estate. No, that's a that's Garage Project. What did I do last time? I'm not in the room with all my beers, so I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head. But that's all right. Tell, tell us what you're drinking this week. Um, yeah, this week I am drinking uh, Hazy, Sprig and Fern, and it is called Night City. Um, Sounds dark. Yeah, yeah, it does sound dark. It also reminds me of, for people that know, but a lot of people probably won't know, a uh, cyberpunk game that came out uh, near the end of 2019. Um, the city that that was in that game called night city and the um the kind of art for this beer has a bit of cyberpunk futuristic vibes to it so um have they stolen that i'm not entirely sure now um Um, obviously we're an audio medium but i'm seeing a very interesting (gasps) visual display of of a beer and a yeah sort of what are they called it's a it's a it's a it's a cooler yeah but uh (laughs) They have a specific name, though, don't they? Especially well, in like the Australian vernacular. Well, this st- st- not stubby. What is oh, it? like it's a stubby holder. Like, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, this uh, I was was going to talk to uh, about it. I hope I'm glad you saw it. Uh, company called Husky, um, and basically for yeah, for obviously you people can't see it, um, but it is a beer holder, which is also a um, cooler. A cooler, uh, a ther- a thermos, a thermos. Is that what you, is that what you call? Is that what it says? Well, a therm- it's yeah, a thermos, thermos right? is yeah, I think anything that regulates the temperature of something. Is, yeah, so I guess I guess it is. You're yeah, just it's a thermos. You're not filling yeah. it with a liquid. You're you're just holding. Yes. The, the the container to be cold. Exactly. So yeah. So we we've started selling them at Barker's, um, and you can fit. Um, four forty cans. You can fit three thirty. Three thirty is that a smaller one? I can't remember how big the small ones are. Um, and you can fit bottles as well. Um, and really cool on the bottom of this thing. Pop it out. Boop. Um, it has a beer uh, beer opener. Has it's a beer such opener. Such a Barker's product. I know. Also a can opener. And apparently you can actually. It's a twist top as well. But I haven't got any twist tops. It's also um, a. Uh fidget spinner and you can use it as a compass <laughs> so how many times have you used this contraption yeah quite a few times quite a few times well i guess it works yeah, it works it well, really hope does so. yeah no it does um and it keeps my hand from warm you know mm. like a, a you know cold can nice and nice to the touch it's got a bit of grooves in it ergonomic um and it does a good job at um keeping beers cool well, that is the whole point of wine glasses, fundamentally. Stemmed wine glasses is to mm. minimize mm. your hand warming up the the wine on the on the inside of the glass. Now, I'm a big fan of a, a stemless wine glass. I know that's very non-purist 21st century of me. <laughs> but I think that's because I can't afford really nice wine glasses. So that's having a, ste- like a nice stemless wine glass that you can put anything in, you know, is better than drinking i don't know a bottle of red and something that is designed for a, 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 a white, white wine or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i guess other than the the classic stubby holder beer drinking is less concerned with temperature regulation i guess it's also more chuck your beers in a oh man what's the word cooler that's an american word and what an, do we say an 
an esky? No, esky is Australian. <laughs> a chili we say bun? Ch- chili bun. A chili bun. A ch- you yep. have a ch- chili bun. Um, <laughs> but uh, what, what has your beer got to say for itself? Obviously, it's a hazy, but is it is it strong? Is it is it what what describing words has it got on the can? What are you I expecting? Don't know. I from haven't op- I haven't opened it yet because you no, haven't no, told me. No, but what, what made you, you what made you buy it? Oh, what made me get it? Honestly, yes. it was the spriggan fern. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm still trying to get in your head about uh, what beer you're going to purchase. And you know, Sprig Inferno was associated with Wellington. True. True. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was. It was definitely the kind of artwork of it. Mm-hmm. It was something that I hadn't seen. And Sprig Inferno we have had on the show before, but not True. a lot of. Um, so yeah, that's what it, the problem is. And it's it, the it's, oh my goodness. The problem is, is that. As we keep on doing this show, podcast, no, it's been a couple of months, we haven't done a lot, but more beers just keep on just going onto the shelves. It just every time I go in, there are just, it, there's just more and different. So the, the craft beer scene is forever, forever growing as, I mean, <laughs> great, but it is, is always so hard. So sometimes it is very, yep, yeah, grab that off the shelf. Or sometimes I'm standing there for 10, 15 minutes just being like, oh, I don't know. It's just so overwhelming. There's so many beers. I don't know. Well, I this week am drinking a beer called Golden Hour by Mount Brewing Company, which is from Mount Manganui, uh, which I'm ah. sure you could have guessed. It says Hazy XBA. And X apparently just means extra pale, extra, which says yeah. represents the unique and pure bond between hops, malt, and yeast. But I think that this is just going to be a hazy. I think much like, you know, I don't know, you can have sessions that are 4.5%. I'm, I'm interested to see if there's anything about this that makes it kind of have me go, oh, that's what an XPA is. But let's yeah. crack them open, and okay. I can tell you a little bit of story behind this beer. Lovely. But, um, it's been a while. See if we're out of practice. Oh, clean. Cheers to you, my friends. Cheers. Uh, goodbye to August, the month that we never yeah. acknowledged. Bye. XPA. Oh, that's nice. Is it any particularly anything? Now, my... St- well, before I get into the story... I'll, uh, I'll let you talk about your sip and then I can transition on my end. Uh, really nice. I did make a little face to myself being like, that's not that bad, that one. Um, yeah, the hazy's coming through. Not too strong. Um, I'm just trying to think what that... Well, the taste in my mouth is beer. Um but it has a feel like <laughs> exquisite palette. Yeah, exquisite. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's always with the description words. Um, it's funny, like a some some beers that we get for this, you know, you can really tell uh, that they've put quite a lot of things into it, and the after, you know, the after burning taste is something completely different. This one is like I, I've I've had a sip and it it feels like i'm drinking a a beer like it's quite strong the um hops that are coming through but it's not it's not crazy i would just say i would just say the fragrance in my mouth like the hoppy fragrance are are quite prominent but it's nothing as crazy as a uh a double like a double uh, ipa or something like that it's still it's still nice Man, I man, I haven't been I haven't been describing beers in quite a long time. I'm a bit out of practice. 
we haven't had to use adjectives in a while <laughs> that's good promising signs um i've got to say i i don't know if it's i've been looking forward to catching up with you uh this is a beer that i've really been looking forward to drinking and admittedly i've had for a while uh this i'd say this is one of the best first sips i've had for, for a can very mangoey Ooh, very like just down the line of classic hazy uh mm-hmm. so i have high expectations for this can going through um the reason i have this can i was not aware of mount brewing company uh until very recently um and this will segue us sort of nicely into this sort of how i use and, and what's been going on i won't tell the whole story I'll, I'll let it this way for but basically through the process of of, of wellington on a plate the month of august down here um I was sort of involved in some beer selections for the menu. And this was one of the beers that we were considering. Didn't end up trying, uh, but it came to me through my search for Wellington on a plate. So when we come to talk about that in a, in a matter of minutes, uh, I, I can give you the wider, sh- wider scope. But that is how I stumbled on a, uh, a brewing company that sort of less accessible possibly normally. I'm sure if you're in Mount mm-hmm. Wanganui, Mount Brewing companies everywhere. Um, but before we dive into any of those stories, how are you, my friend? It has been over a month since we properly caught up. The last time I saw you was at your place in Auckland, where we, uh, Fran and I stopped over very briefly. That's another thing we watched. We watched that together. Write it down. <gasps> um, we did. That's right. As Matt and I desperately try and recall a month's worth of TV and film and documentary um <laughs> but last time i saw you we were en route to our holiday i haven't caught up with you since then how's august been my friend a whole month of of not really talking all that much yeah 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 um yeah august has been it's been man what's the word yeah it's been very mundane it's been very mundane for myself uh yeah it hasn't been crazy yeah i mean like you know c- certain things have happened and you know, which I will get to as we continue to talk. But I mean, in the general sense of how are you, it's been a bit lackluster. Um, I've had a few auditions and things over the past past couple of months, sorry, month, months, month, uh, which have been really good. Um, like I came away from the auditions. Um, I think I had a few self tapes. I think I had one or two in-person auditions as well. Um, and I felt really good about them, um, and coming away from them, I was like, yeah, nice, sick, looking forward to that, you know, cause you try and hype yourself up obviously, but not get too far ahead of yourself. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, nothing really came of them. Didn't hear anything from them. Um, I did get put on hold for one of the auditions, um, which I actually did quite a, quite a while ago, um, but they moved their dates around and things, and I got told I got put on hold, so basically if anything happens to the actor, I would be the next one on call to go and fulfill that role. Um, and yeah, that week of filming came up on my calendar, and I still hadn't heard anything, so that's the way it is. It's, you know, kept on, you know, I was there lying in bed with my voodoo doll, just, you know, slowly trying to... um but yeah nothing came of that um but i mean that's the way it is that's the way it is we've talked about this so many times before and and it'll be the audition that feels rubbish that gets you the role of a life (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah maybe yeah maybe i just need to start doing really bad um but i also auditioned for 
one really nice thing they come come out of the month they auditioned for one thing i think probably a week after we had our last pod um near the end of july and it was uh self-tape uh morgan helped me out with it you know it was really fun it was really good thought we did a really good job didn't hear anything back from it um and then a couple weeks ago or i think it might have been last week actually i get an email from uh, my agent basically saying uh that hadn't hadn't got the role it had been cast um however the casting director has made some um, notes uh to give you some feedback uh on the audition um and the casting director was actually um uh, a kushler ah yeah and i i remember i remember seeing her name um when i was putting it through Kush and i was casting. like oh. <laughs> i was like cool sick okay this this you know this is this would be good i've i've met her i think maybe once or twice before back in the in the theater days in wellington um but yeah basically uh i'm, I'm pretty sure it was from her it wasn't actually signed off from her but it came from them um and uh, basically was saying that really loved everything that I had done, the different techniques that I had done, um, you know, the character work and things. It was actually really all positive, um, which I've read that and I was like, okay, okay, good. It kind of cemented in my mind, I must be doing the right things, you know? I guess I, I with self-tapes, I definitely get in my head because you watch the tape over and over again, going through all of the different takes, being like, okay, yeah, I'm going to pick that one. Um, but yeah, the feedback, whether it be, you know, whether it be the kind of like, uh, we didn't pick you, but here's some nice things to say about you or it generally being like, no, look, we really liked your work, but you know, this, this, we can, we can see what you're trying to do. So that was some, a a nice takeaway from August, at least when it came to doing auditions and yeah, the being on hold was definitely a, was definitely a, like a, it felt like having a knife in my back, just slowly being like yes am i gonna get, get it it didn't, didn't quite happen um but that's okay that's okay so you know the the game continues with the the lifestyle and career i have chosen for myself just getting um, consistency in auditions that's it eh? like yeah getting raw recalls when you can getting mm. positive feedback where you can leaving the room knowing you've done a really great job that's it and i think the other thing that this is me giving you you direction that you don't need to take. But I found with self-tapes, two years ago, I would do so many takes mm. and I would have to sit through choosing them and watching them and it was awful. Now I'm at the point where I will try and do something in three, three takes. Yeah. And it just yeah. means that yeah. realistically, I was having this conversation with someone the other day the number of times you do something, it's only going to get less authentic as you go. True. And it also means that when you're watching it back, the more you have to watch yourself across different takes, the more you start to judge yourself. And it is one <laughs> thing that I can definitely personally take away from the last few years since coming you know, out of drama school and coming back to New Zealand is I'm slowly minimizing the number of takes mm. that, I'm, that I'm doing. And I think that's just a trust in your audition technique which is a thing with self-tapping and with the room. Like it sounds like most of the time you're going for in the room auditions, you're coming out being like, cool, that was great. Yeah. Nothing more yeah. I can do. Totally. And that's, you can't make them cast you. You can only do, <laughs> do so much. And uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing, man. Just keep putting yourselves in the minds of the people who are casting these things. Yeah. 
yeah it's yeah it's hard but i mean it's i i I, you know it's i think i believe it's you yeah it's it's a conversation that we had and i i say it all the time because it's so true you know the the audition is the work you know and then getting cast and getting a role that's just the fun and play that we love to do they pay you to have fun yeah exactly so front loading your career right like you do all this unpaid work for free it's like an internship <laughs> yeah. and then when you get a role it's like oh you're paying me how much to do to do what <laughs> that's so true that's so true it was it's fun it's funny you say about the takes so i'll just quickly mention it uh had an audition about a week or so ago quite recently um and on the very first take uh that morgan was helping me assisting me with um it was like great she was like that's like that was that was amazing like that was that was actually so good um and then we watched it back and there's just sirens and stuff going on in the background outside and i realized that halfway through doing the take and she stopped she was like that was amazing i was like no we can't use that she's like why i was like listen and so we played it again had the sound up higher and it was like oh yeah that's pretty <laughs> it's pretty all over the place tried to replicate it and like got close to it but not as good as what that first take was. It was just like, dang it. So yeah, I, I, to- I totally know what you mean. And I think it's definitely something that I, I need to work on. Because I will, uh, I'll do five takes for one version of it. And then I'll do another another version with five more takes. And then choose between those. So that is some good advice. And I think I will take that into consideration. It's also a trust thing with the person you're working with. Like, I imagine you will trust Morgan's opinion in the same Mm. way that I have gone from not liking auditioning with Fran. I think (laughs) I rudely, selfishly, egotistically, or whatever that word would be, thought, oh, Fran's not involved in the industry. She's not an actor. She's not a director. Mm. I can't trust her notes. That was probably three years ago. Now I understand that she watching me do a take often reading the lines and knowing who I am as a person is the best person to critique me. Totally. She knows when I'm doing stuff that is me, like me doing me self-indulgent stuff. Mm-hmm. And she knows when, when takes are good and she will say, that was great. Normally I let myself do one more because <laughs> yeah. you need one more for safety. You know, imagine yeah. if you came to edit it and you were out of the headspace and oh, there's sirens all of a sudden, True, but it's, it's been a process of learning to actually trust her as a director because she does know me so well. And, and just when she's like, that was it, that was the one going, okay, I can trust that, you know, you know what you're doing, which Mm -hmm. is, I mean, the nice thing about having a a supportive partner to, to do auditions with, but it took me a while to kind of get over the, the hump of me just being like, Oh, what do you, like, what do you know? Yeah, sure. Which is me doing, (laughs) uh, unhelpful me stuff and enough yeah. on Fran. Um, nah, totally. Totally. That's so exciting that you, honestly, man, it sounds like you've been doing such a great volume of auditions across a, a bunch of different stuff, which is, is all you can really, it's all you can really ask for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and uh, it's the funny things that sometimes some weeks are nothing and then other weeks are like bang, bang, bang. And like, okay, yeah, sweet. This is the time. Um, but that's good. It, honestly, it's it, it continues on, and and one day I will, we will have this conversation, and I'll be like, I got a role, and it, it'll happen. It'll happen. I mean, it has happened. It was a small thing. It has happened, but it was a small thing. Anyway, um, 
and honestly the last thing to kind of inform on my how are yous is that i'm just like i'm absolutely and i've said this many a times and you know this i am like living and enthralled with dungeons and dragons uh with dnd i i love it man honestly some weeks because we do our thing fortnightly some weeks we won't do it and like morgan can just see the disappointment on my face of just not being able to play um i've been watching dungeons and dragons on youtube it's pretty much all i do every day unless i have something else to do um and i recently got the player's handbook uh which is you know big book of the basics of dungeons and dragons and i'll watch it and then look through the book and try and understand it more and things so it's definitely a hobby that has taken taken me away into its world um and you know i'm now thinking about like you know making terrain to to play on and you know getting some characters and painting them and things haven't quite got there yet because i don't have the money to be able to do that um but yeah i i I love Dungeons and dragons it's such it's such good escapism um creativity uh entertainment and improvisation it's just the, the the whole spectrum of it all i just really enjoy um watching and 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 creating when we do play and we are playing this weekend so i'm very excited (laughs) but yeah that's that's the basic premise of how i am it's i've been working a bit here and there as well picking up a few shifts but that really is just work it's bark is how it's been for the past nine years you know yeah exactly um so yeah two very sides of of you know hobby creative world but then also trying to still get through my career so yeah i I think i i still need a bit of motivation i've said this before in the past a couple months ago i think still just trying to find that full motivation of things but um but i'm i'm still good like i'm i'm not in too much of a uh i'm not in a dark place um i think i'm still slowly just trying to pull my way out of the slump the past couple of months that it's been and also winter man in theory it's spring Although it's it's sort of it's, snowed in Wellington yesterday. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was I saw cold that yesterday. It's it cold up here, and it was really it hailed overnight. And we're like, "What is happening?" Beautiful sunny day today, but it is it is still cold. But yes, spring and and some summer and sun and that will lift us lift us all out. <laughs> we'll generally, get there generally. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, that's me, man. That's me. Um, how about you? How have you been on a whole? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty good at the moment in terms of current space here on the 7th of September. August was just such a crazy month and I think I knew beforehand that it was going to be a bit of a write-off. Uh, and that's okay because at least it's sort of been different energy. But whenever we last... Was the last episode that we did in person in Auckland or did we do one after that? Because I remember we did one on my little Auckland trip when I came to see my agent and then we did it across the table and then we zooted off to the airport pretty quickly. Um, I'm not sure if that was the last episode, but since then... Oh, God, I can't remember. Unsure. Was that the 20th of July? (laughs) Uh, Pass. (laughs) Um, I've got no idea. My notes are all over the place anyway. I think it might have been. Regardless, since then, uh, whenever we organized, whenever we did our last episode, Fran and I must have booked our holiday. Um, Because we booked it short notice, but not so short notice, maybe six weeks beforehand. 
But basically the first week of August, or I guess the second week of August, we had planned this trip to Bali, which was very exciting. Uh, never been to Bali before. I'm not sure if we talked about it on the podcast, but Matt has been before. Um, it was sort of semi-spontaneous. I don't know how to put it. It was, it was the shortest notice for booking an overseas trip uh, that I've ever been on. And obviously the first international trip they have been on since since COVID. So I don't know when the last time Fran and I would have done any travel, I guess, was 2019. And that was a whole experience. I mean, Bali, what, how to sort of sum up 10, 10 yeah, days. How do, you, it, it how was, do you describe Bali? It was a mix. It was a mixed <laughs> bag. So for starters, uh, we, we maybe extended the getting to Bali a little too much. I worked on the Friday. We flew to Auckland stayed with matt and morgan very graciously thank you very much overnight you're welcome got up super early to go to the airport flew to sydney because i wanted to catch up with uh, my friend alice who i went to trump school with haven't seen in two and a half years had a night in sydney then the next day and then went to bali so it, it took us sort of almost it felt like three days to get there and Fran, uh, the travel agent that she is had planned sort of three stops in three different places called Chengu, Ubud and Uluwatu, which are all very different. I mean, I guess if you know nothing about Bali, lots of it is on the coast. So water is, is a key part of lots of those areas, which is why lots of Aussies go good surfing. It's very near the equator, Indonesia, so hot most of the year, daylight hours. Um, and the first few days in Chengu were very much kind of getting to know the vibe of Bali, we went to, you know, lots of walking around, went to a few beach clubs, had a pool at our place, you know, just kind of being out and about. Uh, then I got Barley Belly on day three. <sighs> Unfortunately, uh, if you don't know what Barley Belly is, it's sort of water poisoning, food poisoning, basically parasites getting into your body via generally unsanitary-ness. Uh, Bali's water, water supply is sort of, well known as being very toxic don't drink tap water don't open your mouth in the shower don't brush your teeth with tap water that sort of thing and i've got to say we weren't as strict as i would have liked and thought we would have been mm. i definitely found myself sort of hours after having done something i mean i didn't drink the shower water but there were times where i was like oh i used the atm and didn't like sanitize my hands straight away that sort of thing um, so anyway, got got sick on day three. Unfortunately, I got sick during the car ride to a boat ride to an island on a day trip. Oh, and so no. the day that I got sick, uh, this is what the day looked like. Hour and a half in a car, in the rain, on the way to a boat timetable that we had to meet. Made the boat literally ran across the sand to make the boat the ferry across to this island 30 minute ferry ride not super choppy but choppy enough that me at this point struggling to sort of hold my breakfast in was doing that got to an island realized that we were meant to have an english-speaking driver to know where it was taking us the person who was our driver did not speak english didn't really seem to know what we were doing and also the car seat that I was in didn't have a seat belt. So <laughs> that was fun. And uh, the terrain that we were driving on made the Rimatuckers seem very friendly. <laughs> T- 
tiny thin roads up the mountain, jumping all around. That was about an hour in the car. Then we got to this place where it was sort of a classic photo lookout spot, which Fran really wanted a photo of. And this whole day I was just trugging along, trying to like not ruin the vibe. Yeah. So we got out of the car, had to go down a lot of steps, like cut into a hillside amount of steps to, uh, I mean, I don't know if you know the, the Noosa Penida sort of hut lookout photo. I'll send it to you and chances are you probably will have seen it before. And rather than get to the place and just take a photo, there was probably 50 people there in line. And so we had to wait in line in the baking sun for about an hour to have two minutes of like photo slot Gosh. time. The least authentic sort yeah. of see a place and take a photo thing. It was awful. Totally. Then we had to climb back up the stairs, which I don't know what the incline would have been. I would say 40 meters up a hill, like a hundred steps. And by the top of that, I was like, nah, this, my body needs to let go, e- expel something. <laughs> Didn't happen. Couldn't, I was just, just, desperate to throw oh, up true. sorry about the tmi if you're listening but you know you've come along this journey <laughs> we drove to the next place which was a beach but the beach again was like massively like you'd look down and the people would be tiny and we were like there's no way we're going down there we'll never make it up the hill again and on bali indonesia southeast asia obviously super humid and so hot and sweaty and that was when i went and excused myself for five minutes and i think threw up the most volume of dare i say liquid of (laughs) of any time i've thrown up in my life like i again sorry it's here i (laughs) emptied my stomach and then we were like you know what we want to get the first boat off this island today has been a disaster (laughs) and so we said we've made the mistake of telling the driver that and then he drove it about i don't know i don't know Mum, if you're listening, don't listen to this. Uh, I'd say 100k along windy beach roads to try and get us back to this this boat. Um, I was in the seat with a seatbelt this time. <laughs> when had that unlucky experience. Thankfully, we made the early boat, and then the boat back was even choppier than the one over. Thankfully, I felt much better because I didn't have any food <laughs> in my stomach. And then we had another hour and a half drive back to our where we were staying. So it was about eight hours of transport that day for basically a photo uh and i don't blame fran for that experience on a nice like the best version of that trip would have been fun but that was the one of the hardest probably the hardest day of travel i've ever had oh fair enough. i just i can't when i look back i cannot believe that i just lasted all that and it was just because i didn't want to sort of you know ruin ruin yeah. the day and the trip yeah. and the next day we went to Ubud, which was more sort of, it's inland, uh, so more sort of, it's not rainforesty, but like rainforesty vibes, you know. The hotel that we stayed at was the nicest place we stayed at. It was just the the pool, and we went to Monkey Forest, and very zen. Uh, by this point, we'd had two different massages. Had my first ever oh. manicure and pedicure. That oh, was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> a flower bath situation. I was very big on booking those. And they're so cheap. Like, yeah, we, yeah. one place we went to, we both, you know, it was a couple's thing. Two and a half hours, I think it was an hour massage, an hour sort of scrub with like, you know, co- like we chose the sort of 
mm-hmm. coffee thing mm-hmm. in a flower bath. I think it cost us the equivalent of $90 together. So 45 bucks for yeah. two and a half hours of... I'm, I, I, amazing. I mean, Bali was not as cheap as I expected. I think I went in there thinking that Bing Tang would be like 50 cents and Fu would be like a dollar. It's more expensive than that. I don't know how much it cost when you were there, inflation and all that, but... It was it was cheap enough that you could crunch the numbers and go, oh yeah, we're paying nine dollars for brunch. That would cost twenty dollars in New Zealand. But I think part of me yeah. had thought it was yeah. going to be like, we're spending five dollars on meals and two dollars on beers. It was yeah. it was somewhere in that gray area. That being said, when we came back and did all the counting up of how much we'd spent, it was a very affordable holiday. Uh, and then so we were in Ubud for a couple of days. Probably could have used an extra day there. And then we ended the trip in Uluwatu, which is right down the south coast, sort of surfer's paradise. We just spent those two days lying in the sun, going swimming, doing nothing. And I think that was the trip that... Not that I wish we'd had that. That's not true. But next time, that is what we would go and do. We'd just go somewhere for a week and just sit and not need to go around all the cities. Go now around sort everywhere. Of understand. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah. was a definite highlight for both of us. And we were both feeling a bit better by that point. Um, but yeah, my general thoughts on Bali are that it's, it's a beautiful country. The people are incredibly friendly. They're so happy to have tourists there, which I think we were a bit not scared about but it's been so long since we've traveled and there are some countries in the world where they just don't want you there like if you go around cities in spain mm. the tagging on the buildings just says like tourists go home that sort of thing but okay. people in bali is so i mean a lot of their economy is built on tourism and they're just stoked to have people there and uh i think i was pleasantly surprised by the range of food you could get there my one big regret is that because I got sick so early, I didn't try as many interesting foods. Totally. I didn't oh, yeah. I didn't have as many versions of nasi goreng and mee goreng that I would mm-hmm. have liked to have. I had some good authentic experiences, but not as much as I would have liked. Um, but overall, it was just a bit of a weird holiday in that I had an audition, a self-tape to do the first <laughs> morning of the holiday. I remember you telling me this. A tape that I didn't. I didn't want to just say no to. It was kind of uh, an important tape to do, even though I knew I wasn't going to get the role because the timing didn't work. I was like, I need to do this to put a tape down so mm-hmm. the casting people of this uh, company know who the hell I am. So that happened. Uh, Fran had a job interview one day while we were there for a job that oh she's gosh. now since like got. So it was an important job interview. Oh, true. Um, and she also had this uh, interview for for Women's Day, which is a thing we'll get into soon. But <laughs> it was just as, it was a weird trip, you know, going so many different places. There were so many things that were bringing us back to New Zealand. Like we didn't have that escapism that I think we probably yeah, both would have yeah. liked. We both had things to come back to. Like I knew I was coming back to the firestorm of, of Wellington on a plate. Fran knew she was coming back into the, the firestorm of number of different things so it was a really nice holiday and we will go back i'm sure we left the trip going absolutely well Mm. we should come to bali once a year for a week and it'll be great for our mental health would also be nice to go with friends next time i think a friend i would like to go with like morgan and yourself or three other people or whatever i think would be a another nice version of that Mm because there were times where i just wanted to read my books and and i you know 
if there were other people there that Fran could go off and do with, or if like, I could go swimming with someone else if Fran wanted a nap, that I think so, with those sorts of island holidays, the batch getaways, having more people is advantageous. Um, but yes, that that was my 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 brief Bali report. Obviously, I could talk about Heck it yeah. for hours, but I don't want to, <laughs> to go on for too long. I open the floor to any of your comments or thoughts as someone who's been to <laughs> Bali in the past, and I don't know if you're interested in... in and going going back, I would be fascinating to know how much has changed since you went in twenty fifteen. Would it have been? Mm, y- yes, it was. Yeah, it was. It was started twenty fifteen. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I have. I have the exact same thought about Bali. Is that I, if I was to do it again, because I want to do it again, because it was such a terrible trip for me the first time. Um, I would. I want to do it again to give it the justice that I know Bali deserves. Um, but definitely with a group of people, I think it, like it definitely has that vibe about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, it's I remember I remember saying to you, uh, you know, you're saying you're going to Bali and jokingly being like, oh, don't get Bali belly. And then when I when I think I, I think it when you came back or while no, it was while you were still there. Yeah, I, think I mentioned we messaged, this to you at some point. Yeah, you mess you messaged me or I messaged you or whatever, and you were like, yeah. I'm, sick i was like no because <laughs> it does it like it completely ruins the vibe because you try to fight through it to just be like yeah i mean yeah, having described know, my terrible day i think on the scale of one to ten ten being you were stuck on the toilet the whole day i probably only got it at like a five. Oh, there, that's we didn't bad. have any full yeah, days yeah, where we yeah. didn't do anything yeah. i'm actually just grateful that it didn't ruin the whole trip totally um yeah, just again at the end of the trip, we looked back and we're like, you know, this would have been ten percent better if we hadn't got sick. Yeah. Fran then got sick a few days afterwards. Not as bad as me, but enough that we were like, this is Ugh. not fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> this is Heck not yeah. a getaway. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you just have to be so strict, strict with yourself and washing your hands. And yeah, I mean, we obviously only drank bottled water, but. And also, if you're just going to buy food and there's something wrong with the food, it's just going to it's going to get. Oh, heck yeah! Um, you just nah, you never know. There's so many factors to it. My f- my it my from. food and drink poisoning immune system on holiday is terrible though. When Fran and I, the last <laughs> time that we travelled, we went to Paris in 2019, and I got food poisoning in Paris. <laughs> and we had a day where Fran slipped me around the suburbs of Paris, and I was so ill. And you can see in photos how white my face is. <laughs> So unfortunately there's a bit of a trend going on but, yeah you don't you know, have a good track record uh. <laughs> no no i don't know what i'm doing wrong um but yeah the last thing i'd say about bali was i've i've got to say of of the internationally renowned beers associated with cultures whether it would be vb mm-hmm. for australia i don't know i guess uh, where is heineken from uh heineken is uh oh no that's steinlager it, Heineken's um, um, Dutch, isn't it? Dutch, no. Is yeah, it? yeah, because the factory's in Amsterdam, I think. I think you can do the Heineken tour. Oh, uh, if Budweiser was, you know, Bud was American. I've got to say, Bintang is actually a really solid beer. I Yo. think if I was to come on here and 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 I thought about trying to get one home, and I thought, what can, you know, are you allowed to put a beer in your your suitcase probably not it'll explode on your bag i guess people do duty free i just abandoned it anyway uh i think <laughs> honestly a bintang would rate in the low eights high sevens it's a really nice beer and oh, i you know, agree it, it brands itself as a pilsner pilsner's done traditionally terribly on the show 
I think it would probably beat any other Pilsner that we've done. Yeah. It was very, very Moorish. Unfortunately, again, being sick combined with like, you know, Fran and I aren't a big drinking together couple. You know, we only really drink with other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I only had six beers the whole time, maybe. So, you know, pretty low for a seven, seven day trip. Uh, but the last day in Uluwatu, it must have been 11 o'clock and we were going to the airport at four. I had a little bit of petty cash. I was like, oh, I'm just going to buddy buy a beer. And that was the best beer I had the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I do have but... one criticism of you, my friend. Before we went, Matt oh, said, yeah. <laughs> you've got to try the lemon bintang. It's better than the normal one. I thought, okay, like I like a Rattler beer. You know, is it Monteith's? Or, no, it's Max Rattler or Monteith's Rattler. You know, I love a Corona with a lemon in it. Yeah. The lemon bintang is a Smirnoff ice. It is a vodka cruiser. <laughs> it is not a beer. Fran has never tried a beer that she liked. She doesn't like the flavor. Yeastness, bitterness, mm-hmm. hoppiness. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, I'll drink that. And that's how I knew how sugary and oh, syrupy yeah, that totally. would be. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know if the recipe, again, has changed since you were there. But I'm here to say that Bintang Lemon is not a beer. It's <laughs> it, I can see it has a place. Because there are yeah, people that yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. the taste of beer. And that's really great. But I, I, the first one I bought... I didn't finish. I never ordered it again. So place my flag firmly in the classic Bintang camp. Fair and, enough. And uh, as someone that, you know, we, we've we spent a little bit of time drinking beers in the sort of traditional and craft beer realm. <laughs> I was a little bit, I was a little bit shocked at you advocating for the, oh, the Bintang oh, rapper. Okay. I mean, look, in saying that, I haven't had it since 2015. Fair, fair. So... In 2015, <laughs> you were probably like, Cruises! Way! <laughs> <laughs> um no that's fair i remember yeah i remember you messaging me that and i was a little disappointed and then i thought ah that's fair your palate's <laughs> probably changed I yeah, sh- it's been I, seven years since i've had one maybe we should see i'm sh- i'm sure you can obviously order them to new zealand it would be more you know can we buy one rather than having to buy 24 online look if we buy 24 i'll have them all <laughs> our end of year I'll vintage special i'll send you one <laughs> you you can have 23 fredlers I'll have a red and I'll have 23 normal Bintang. Yeah, normal, normal. But yeah, yeah. the beer's really, I mean, really good. I think, generally speaking, you were paying between 350, the equivalent of 350 or 450 for a beer, which is, you know, it's cheap, but it's not super cheap. I mean, you couldn't, you yeah. couldn't go into a bar in New Zealand and get a beer for $4. But no, heck no. It wasn't like... I think the cheapest I saw them were dairies were advertising like three for 10. Mm. I was like, that's, you know, you can, you can buy a six pack of beer for $12. So like, it's just, it's just a cheap mm. end beer, which again, that's not a bad thing, but I think Bali and has a reputation of like endless bintangs. You'll never spend any money. <laughs> that was not the case. Yeah. 12 down. You're like, I don't care anymore. Yes. What is money? Uh, but yeah, we it was an affordable trip, and I would definitely recommend it to people, particularly if you haven't done many island holidays before. Like I, I went to Rarotonga once in my childhood, and aside from that, I, I'm not someone who's been to like Fiji heaps and been to Hawaii. And I imagine there are similarities across those sorts of things that you know, the heat and the access to the beach and that sort of thing. That you know, if someone had been to all the Cook Islands and all the Pacific Islands, I might be less inclined to say go to Bali because there is some crossover. But obviously, there's sort of Southeast Asian influence. Um, but yes, uh, obviously, I came back from that 
into the fun of Wellington on a plate, which to summarize quickly, because I don't need to go into any great detail was Egmont is normally open about 40 hours a week, which is not a lot for a restaurant or a cafe when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday, not open at all. They opened every day from nine until late and they didn't really double the staff. Yes, there were some part-timers, some like friendly hospital people that came and helped out. So that very quickly draws a picture of how many hours everyone needed to work. And I had missed the first three days of Burger Wellington by being away, which was well-planned. Uh, I took a lot of flack for that when I came back. But long story short, I worked about 120 hours over 16 days. I took I had two days off days nights doubles some 14 hour shifts and it was hectic man oh and i can understand gosh. why wellington on a plate lots of places didn't do it this year i think the format's going to change next year and there were parts of it that were fun like it really simplified the menu egmont was just doing like four brunch dishes at 11 o'clock brunch stopped and it was just burgers and the four dishes because egmont did a whole new vietnamese menu so it was very cool. simple, you know, unlike dinner at Egmont where normally you would, you know, strike up rapport with the table and like, do you want to do the set menu or this mm, and that? Mm. It's very much, you have a burgers, right? Yes. Do you want to do the beer match? Yes. Like move on. <laughs> so it was almost more like working in a bar in some respect. I did some bar shifts. There were some nights where I was the bartender, which was cool. fun. Um, the cocktail list was very small designed for the Vietnamese menu. So that was like fun because i knew what i was doing i wasn't having people mm-hmm. order stuff that i didn't know but yeah that when i i think when i will look back on that two weeks in six months time i'll be like oh my god how did i i mean i barely <laughs> i barely saw fran like, let's be honest yeah, i was at work uh, yeah. so much um made some great money basically paid off my holiday in that two weeks which is nice. you know, nothing to be sniffed at we take that. um we take that but yeah in terms of it's probably the most hospitality heavy experience I've ever had in my life. I had yeah, someone who skirted on the edges of hospo. I've never like done a full on Wellington, New Zealand hospitality job. This was the most like, Oh my God, some people do this every year for the rest <laughs> of their lives. And I'm just not interested in that. But Egmont's <laughs> burger was nominated in the top five. Yet to oh, see yeah. uh, if we will win. Um, I think they did. They came agonizingly twenty-five burgers short of doing five thousand. Wow! Um, and I think, generally speaking, we were probably one of the more interesting places in, in terms of like the menu. And that was the thing <clears throat> about the beer was when we divided up sort of the roles. Uh, I had put my hand up to say, like, I'll try and make some cool decisions with beer because mm. you know you and I have have a bit of understanding. So really <clears throat> excuse me really hard to get vietnamese beer into new zealand no one imports it none of the big uh oh. liquor companies or anything so if anyone stocks vietnamese beer there's one called beer saigon there's one called hanoi premium uh they have a they have to have someone in vietnam that they they get it off you know you can't just buy it off yeah like liquor king or whatever uh, so we actually didn't manage to get any Vietnamese lagers in, which was really, really disappointing. What we did manage to get in was a a bunch of beers from a Vietnamese brewery that Behemoth is brewing beers on behalf of. Oh, so it's, sick. it's their recipe, um, 
but Behemoth is kind of helping them distribute it. So we had one of those on, which was really cool. Uh, we had a f- we had like Tiger on one of the taps, which is not Indonesian, <laughs> not but Indonesian, fulfills yeah. a sort of Asian lager <laughs> thing. But lots of people drank it, man. Lots of people were like, cool, give me a pint of Tiger. Uh, we had Ginger Fusion on tap, which I don't know if you've ever had. Rogan Vagabond always has an alcoholic ginger beer. It's yeah, so sounds familiar. Good, man. It's yeah. so good. We went through lots of kegs of that. Uh, we had our Tasty Hazy, which I reviewed on the show, uh, I'd say five or six episodes ago, the the beer that Egmont brewed. So it was really cool. But the reason that I had, had ordered this beer, uh, actually, no, I didn't order this one. This one you could get in Wellington, but uh, Mount Brewing Company had a few different beers that sort of featured lemongrass. Um Oh, and, yes. and so I thought, well, lemongrass is a, is a sort of mm-hmm. staple of Vietnamese mm-hmm. cuisine might be something that we were head towards. But we didn't actually end up trying this beer in the end. And so I thought, you know what, Golden Hour, you sound like a bit of me. Uh, and I think this was also on New World's like top 30 beer oh, yeah, awards for this that. year, yeah, year yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was sort of my Wellington on a, on a plate experience, which was sort of a stupid way to come back from holiday and undo any physical relaxation and mental relaxation <laughs> by doing the most intensive work I've ever done in hospitality. But, uh, y- yes, that, that was it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure like any, you know, if you have a, a crazy festival experience or, I don't know, really intensive theater show when you come out of the side and you're like, never again, I'm sure mm-hmm. in six months I'll be like, oh yeah let's do it let's do the long hours like we'll sell so many burgers that sort of thing um but that is why my august has been crazy because it's just been work a fun holiday a really fun (laughs) holiday and then work um those are sort of my uh my main two stories with obviously one to come which maybe will come up and what are you watching but uh any any stories to tell from the last wee while other than the sort of how are you is anything to report any tidbits to sort of tidbits relate moments of memory um yeah it, it kind of it segues on from that because up here in auckland they do the um restaurant month uh so you know restaurants can put up a i think it's a 35 45 or 55 dollar set menu cool that's um, what only time plate used to be and that's yeah. what was awesome you know places that either you couldn't normally afford or you wouldn't think to go and you'd be like yeah i'll go and do two two dishes for 40 bucks they've moved away from it and it's a real mm. shame so that's yeah. what is that in august uh yeah just yeah just <sighs> just finished yeah yeah, yeah. To Auckland next august. um so yeah the prop the problem that i have is that it's just it's just so hard to for me trying to figure out what to eat just on a on a weekly basis and then trying to order food i'm terrible i like what i like if i've had it before yet yeah, let's just do it again i'm terrible at just going oh this never heard of this place this sounds good let's just go and do this so i gotta admit didn't really get to any of them um some of them didn't sound worth their while their menus actually sounded better than what their set menu was going to be but anyway that was that was through the month of august up i here. didn't eat any Wellington on plate burgers so oh I mean, okay yeah, I'm I in mean, the industry and I didn't yeah, do it. So that's sad. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there was no time. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, so oh, excuse me, burp. Um, so, uh, it was my mother's birthday um, on the twenty sixth, um, and so we decided on the twenty seventh uh, on the Saturday that we were going to treat her to a night out. 
um, Morgan and I. And what I mean by that is that instead of mum having to drive into town and then have to drive home, we went and picked her up from um, her place, drove into town, we then got ready here and we walked into town and we proceeded to go to a restaurant um, that we wanted to go to. The week before, I had found this new restaurant called Hello Beastie, um, down on the viaduct, um, kind of uh, Korean-Asian fusion um, kind of vibe. New Z- Actually, I think it's a New Zealand fusion. They try and use New Zealand ingredients and things like that. Um, anyway... I went to go book it and um, I couldn't, completely unavailable, no bookings available for Saturday night. And it said like, you know, we try and hold a few tables, you know, if it's a small amount, you can come in um, and we can see what we can do. And so I told this to them and, and they were like, yeah, sweet as, we'll just, we'll just chance it. And if that doesn't work, then we'll go to Good Luck Coconut, which you have been to before. Mum and I have been to Good Luck Coconut before, we loved it, um, Morgan had never been. So it was a nice backup. Anyway, we proceed to walk into town, walk down to the viaduct, get to Hello Beastie, look inside. Oh, it looks really nice. think there's a few tables. It's a little bit busy. This is around like 5.36ish. So not even that crazy into the evening yet. Yeah, pretty early. Pretty early. We walk in there and uh, we're like, are there any tables available? She kind of smiles. Uh, She looks down. She's like... No, but I can put you on a wait list. Um, and she said something. And mum and Morgan reacted. They were like, ooh. And I looked at Morgan. I was like, wait, how long did she say? And she repeated it. She was like, two hours wait. We were like, ah, oh, nah, no, thank you. No, that, that, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll try again another time. She's like, yeah, we just need more tables. Ha <laughs> ha, bye, bye. <laughs> See ya. Um, and so we proceeded to walk across the bridge over to North Wharf and go to Good Luck Coconut. Get to Good Luck Coconut, not that crazy busy. People were walking in before us, about a group of eight, they walk in. We then walk up there and this waitress comes up. She looks a bit busy, I guess. And she rolls up to us um, and we're like, hi, can, uh, is there a table for three available? She's like, oh, sorry, we're not taking anyone without any reservations at the moment. I was like, I, I literally said, what? <laughs> I was really rude. I don't know why. I was, I was annoyed. I was like, what? The three of us. She was like, yeah, we're understaffed and we're only taking people with reservations. I was like, okay, thanks. Walked away. We then sat on the side being like, what are we going to do? Like, uh, we need to find a place. We went on our worst phone. feeling when you I know. can't figure out where I to know. go for dinner. We went on our phones and we were going through and we were like, yeah. And we like, there were plenty of places in front of us. There was, but we were like, oh, we're not entirely sure. You know, uh, we were feeling like sharing plates, you know, we didn't want to have to have, you know, that kind of, you know, plates to ourselves. And so we were like, White and Wong's back over the bridge, back towards the, the main stretch of the, of the places. And we were like, sweet, we'll go White and Wong's. We've all been there before. Let's just go. We roll up to White and Wong's people in front of us waiting there i was like okay it's looking good in here it's looking good walk up hi is there a table for three available oh sorry we're only taking reservations at the moment i was so i was so miffed i was so annoyed 
and obviously at this point well not by this point we could have waited two hours to just go to hello beastie at that point um we were like oh, that's fine oh okay thank you sweet as walked out burn we were it just, down yeah we were completely defeated we were done um and we realized there's a place over the way called frida's which is frida obviously mexican um mexican food we none of us had ever been there before we'd seen it there um, we all like Mexican food. Mum and I, it's actually one of our favourites to have together is Mexican food for lunch or dinner or whatever. Um, so we roll up to Frida's, we get there, we're like, hi, table for three. We will work for our food. <laughs> <laughs> and the waitress literally turns around, looks at the table, and she goes, yeah? And just sits us right on the first table that's like right there at the door. We were like, sweet. Sit down, boom. We get frozen margaritas. Oh, this was just just as happy hour was ending. So it was just before seven at this point. Um, so we'd been, yeah, we probably had been walking around for an, an hour. Does that seem right? Yeah, yeah. it must have been. Oh, we got sat down. So hungry and ready for a drink. Oh, oh totally. It was about 6.45. We get sat, sat down at this table. Sweet. Watching waitresses fly by. Boom. Doing their tables. Boom. Someone walks up to us. Hi, can we grab some drinks? And she's like, oh. Oh, I'll just I'll just get the waitress that's doing your section. Great. Gets to like seven seven oh two at this point, fifteen minutes later. And uh waitress comes up, so oh, how can I help you? We already know what we want, we just order everything. But I was like, happy hour ended at seven. But is it is it okay if we can grab some some frozen margaritas on, on the happy hour? She's like, Oh, what's the time? And I pulled out my phone. I was like, it's 7.02. She's like, no, no, sorry. It's only, only five to seven. And then the manager who sat us at this table walks up behind her and she's like, no, they've been sitting there for 15 minutes. Give it to them. And she was like, what? She was like, just come and see me. Just, just give, just give them the drinks. Like, <laughs> I was like, why is this such a, <laughs> why is this going on? Anyway, we proceed to get our frozen margaritas. They were actually really good. We get food for the rest of the night, and it was it was really nice. So it was a really nice dinner, and we had planned that we were going to go to Caretaker. Um, good uh, luck with that. Yeah, so <laughs> my best Mister Mosby impression. <laughs> so we walk all the way down to Britain Mart, get to Caretaker. We get there, and at this point, it's about nine o'clock um, after dinner and drinks, and um, yeah get there uh and we we're like yeah is is there anything available just like oh we do have a wait list at the moment i've been a caretaker plenty of times before 15 20 minute waits absolutely fine if that we talked about it. if that was what it is sweet we'll just chill out we get there she's like oh it's about a 45 minute wait we were like nah we're going home <laughs> so we literally get a taxi come all the way back here and i just make us some gin cocktails here at home and we play a board game and then I send mum on an Ulla on her way home after we've had a few drinks. So uh, it, was, it was such a frust- It was very frustrating for me because I, it was mum's birthday. I had this thing set out on what I wanted to, to do for her. And, and you know, because um, we treated her to dinner and things like that. It was our gift to her. Um, but we get home and, you know, I apologize on all this. She's like, no, no, like, it's fine. Like, I'm just... I'm just happy to be out, be with you guys. I was like, yeah, I know you are, but yeah, okay, sweet. <laughs> so it was very, it was it was a nice night. It was a lovely night. It was nice to celebrate with mum and her not having to worry about driving and she can have have a few drinks, which was really, really nice. 
Um, but it was just such a frustrating night out in Auckland. It was just, you just can't go anywhere without a reservation, man. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I tried to book this thing a week ago. I Not anymore. It's going to be like two, three weeks, four weeks. It's the I state can't of the think, hospitality I can't, industry, man. I can't think like that. I can't think that far away ahead of, for my food. I'd, it's just, it was, it was one of those things. It was one and of those things. Based on your story, I think you handled everything admirably. You've done you. nothing wrong. Thank you. And yet, being a part of that industry, I can see what the other side of that mm. looks like. Wellington totally. Plate, Egmont didn't take bookings. They never do for Wellington Plate. It's walk-ins only. Because bookings aren't worthwhile. Someone doesn't turn up. They're 15 yeah. minutes late. That's 15 yeah. minutes. We just, we don't take bookings. And Egmont's pretty small. It only seats about 45 people at capacity. So it's even a group of like eight is the max because you can kind of fit them in a booth, a booth mm-hmm. that you would normally fit four to six. You can squeeze eight in and people will normally be like, oh yeah, you can see this. Any more than that. You know, we would have big business lunch groups come in and be like, any chance of 12? And it's like, that is <laughs> more than a quarter no. of the seats. Geographically, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work. Um and so we actually had a little uh, whiteboard where every time someone called to ask if we took reservations, we would put a dash up. <laughs> nice. Because it's everywhere in the way they turn on a plate. Pamp, like the the program on the website, everywhere it says no bookings, walk-ins only. We got up to like 260 phone calls by the end of those two weeks. Wow. What um, the heck? Yeah, people just won't take no for an answer. Um, and, you know, people... again i'm not saying that this is what you did because it doesn't sound like it at all but groups of people entitled people will walk in and they'll be like yeah table for six and it's like look around we're clearly full (laughs) the people that just came in before you are clearly also interested in the table and we run a pretty (laughs) quick wait list like name number if it's a Mm. two you'll probably be seated within 20 minutes if it's a four like 40 minutes or so which you know if you're in a big enough group and wellington's geography is fine go and have a drink somewhere and you can just pop mm. back Auckland totally. a little bit more difficult um but that's the state of hospo at the moment man. everywhere's mm. understaffed in the busy yeah. periods you just get under the pump and you're right you just if you want to do anything you have to make a booking we wanted to go somewhere for uh dinner this coming friday to sort of celebrate a few things just realize that the place we wanted to go we we couldn't get a booking for and so we've mm. gone we are going to go there in three weeks time for Fran's yeah. birthday book it now nice but you can always cancel your booking but i feel your <laughs> frustration because honestly some of the most tense points in Fran and my relationship has been when we haven't been able to figure out where we're going for food yeah and it's just the most frustrating feeling and then you go oh do we go here or do we go here and go and if you can come away from an, an event like that and have had a, a good time, yeah. that is that is the equivalent of having a great time when you've yeah, gone yeah, somewhere yeah. And, and had a booking and stuff. <laughs> true, true. Oh, that's yeah. so frustrating though. Nah. It was okay. It was okay. But uh, look, coming off the top of you and celebrations and having a dinner with, with Fran, um, it, was, um, it was Morgan and I's one year anniversary at the end of July. Um, so has been in between the two episodes that we've done. Um, and yeah, so, you know, we did, we booked something in advance and we went out for dinner, a new place that we'd never been before, Cafe Hanoi in Brito Mart, had heard about it before. Um, but yeah, basically we wanted to do something, so we dressed up nice and 
we went out for dinner and um and then we went to caretaker actually after and had a few drinks at caretaker and it was really nice you know it's been a little while since we'd had like a date date like that and to celebrate being one year together was it was it was great i mean you know it's we keep saying it's it's funny for us we've lived uh in the same house or we've lived together you know obviously longer than we've actually known each other um because we got together and went straight into a lockdown um and you know a few months later we now live together in an apartment um but yeah it was a nice celebration of our relationship and you know obviously being safe space and you being one of my good friends and i know that she'll probably listen to this and other people probably listen to this as well obviously but you know our relationship is it's been really good um but it's been you know rocky over the past couple weeks in the sense of communication and things so we've been doing a lot of talking and and trying to get better at communications and comms and you know not letting things fester because that's my problem man is my problem is i let things fester um because it's what i've done my whole life i've just taken things i've taken the brunt of things and just held on to it and just i just wait for it to disappear i just wait for it to go it's what i do um whereas you know morgan doesn't operate like that and so it's not a safe space to for me to keep doing that um so yeah it it it, it's it's i was gonna say it's been hard it hasn't been hard it's just been a bit of a flipping psyche for me and and for both of us and just trying to make sure that our relationship continues smoothly and it is we're both very happy um and we are both very much planning um next year uh and our move overseas next year as well so we're really looking forward to that um so yeah that's that's been that's been me most of my little stories oh also How was one last... Hanoi? i was just looking at the oh. uh, very delicious looking menu yeah yummy yeah really good um i'm trying to think i'm trying to remember what the best thing on that menu was well, did you do the um, plant-based thing no we didn't know we didn't do a plant-based I'm trying to remember what was the best thing on that menu oh i think we were, i think it was the calamari i think it was the calamari i i believe was some of the best that we've had um and there was something else that we had there that was like oh yeah this is this was lit but i can't remember what it was off the top of my head i don't think we were quite like we weren't happy about where we were situated in the place like we were in the middle you know like we're trying to have this like little intimate romantic corner give us a corner exactly we were like right in the middle and like one of the bar like one of the servers booths were like right next to us kind of thing and it was i don't know atmosphere wise probably not my top notch um but the food was really good but there was one thing on the menu can't remember off the top of my head that was was like that was amazing um i'm sure i'll find it some other time because um, this is the thing about having lived in Wellington for so long. We're actually at the point where there aren't that many places that I haven't been to. Haven't eat. been. Yeah. And I realize totally. how privileged a statement that is. But also, I've lived here for, I, I don't know, like 15 of the last 17 years or 10 of the last 12 years or mm. whatever. The, you know, post school where I've had money to be able to afford to go to really cheap places and you know nicer places wellington hasn't opened that many new places so you know as we were thinking about where do you know where do we want to go for dinner and obviously fran has spent a lot of her life in wellington as well there aren't that many oh we haven't been there let's finally go which is totally. frustrating and 
No, I've been shamelessly looking at the menus of all the places you've just talked about because I've never been to these places in Auckland and they all sound amazing. I think that's the other thing about working at Egmont, which is a place that does great brunch and does great dinner. It, it narrows your focus of what you want to spend money on even more. Yeah, true. Um, yep. Which is, it's not a frustration, but it is definitely added a, another lens to the way that I view spending money in Wellington. The one food story that I, I have developed, and this was a month of August thing, because I basically didn't cook for a month, which I hated. <laughs> uh, and we're now coming out of that, which is nice. Because uh, there was no time. It was getting home so late. and Yeah, yeah. Um, for the first time ever, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I realize how terrible it is as a Wellingtonian, I had never been to KC Cafe before. <gasps> I had never been. Oh my god! I'd just never been before, and I realized one of the first long nights I did at Egmont, I was like, "What's open? Oh, KC's open. I'll go there." And Jono, the general manager, Stefan, the restaurant manager, and I were like, "Let's go." It was midnight on whatever night it was. I think it was a Friday or something. And I was faced with the fun of trying to figure out what to get. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you follow Casey Review as a Instagram page where they have over the course of like the last three or four years been reviewing every single item on the Casey cafe menu. Oh, and they're about true, halfway no. through. So I use yeah. that to, to make, make selections. Uh, and now I'm all in, like I'm working tomorrow oh. night at Egmont and I'm looking forward to working simply because <laughs> after I work, I'm going to go get something different. From Casey. Hell cafe. yeah. First time I did the Mapo tofu, which is like pork mince and tofu sort of, stir fry type thing which i mainly got because watching aussie master chef multiple people have made it this season and i was like well why not that it was good i'd probably give it like a seven and a half out of ten really good in the moment uh not super easy eating because it was piping hot and no sort of colder rice or noodles or things to to cook that's not true it did have rice i'll take it back seven and a half (laughs) The, la- the next time, which was less than a week later, I got uh, the plum duck, which I didn't enjoy Ooh. as much as the Mapo tofu, probably like a seven. Um, but Still I'll good. keep you updated with my Casey Cafe lifestyle now that I've nice. gone from... Isn't it just weird that you can go spend so long never having gone somewhere and then you just tick you over to the other it, side and you're like, and you're like oh. of course, this is obviously yep. great. It's been around for years. It's an institution. The other place I went recently was J&M's, which is... Again, if you're not from Wellington, these are two staples of Wellington strip town, like the most evening orientated place. These two places are open really late. Uh, The last night of Wellington on a plate was a Wednesday. We went out afterwards because we all needed to burn off some steam. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm going to do the classic, like go to J&M's. $12 $12 smorgasbord, get three things yeah. that don't go together, eat it on the walk home. <laughs> Man, working more intensive hospital has brought, has brought me a, into a different, oh, a different... What a brilliant side of you yeah, that's coming oh out now. <laughs> it was good, uh, good fun, good fun. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Casey was our like, staple. If we didn't know what to get takeout, we would just go to Casey when we lived on Courtney Place. Yeah, of course. Because it was right across the street. We were like, yep, sweet, Casey. That's, that's what we're doing um jnms have had a few times actually but not 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 a lot not a lot i mean i think we probably moved past jnms somewhat 
Whereas Casey Cafe, it's like the older that you get, I'm in. maybe you're going to try some beef tripe. Maybe you'll be adventurous <laughs> and do chicken feet. Like there's thresholds in that menu of like, do you do the, do the, it, like mixed fried rice or do you go yeah, down yeah, the end of doing something interesting? <laughs> um, I thought Mapo Tofu and, and Plum Duck were, were interesting enough, but at some point I'll try their staples. Um, nice, nice. The other thing that I sort of ha- have been talking my way around, and I don't think we'll talk about today, and I- I've realized as we've been doing this, I was like, I think we should tease this, and this should be a comeback next week as a, okay. if you want to hear the full story. Yeah. Um, but we'll definitely intro it, and we can talk about it a little bit. Uh, the big thing that Fran had happened in August, uh, and this will sort of lead us into what are you watching, is that Fran, my, uh, my lovely partner is on this season of The Great Kiwi Bake Off. Uh, I think last year we talked about the fact that she had auditioned for it. And she, didn't yeah, she get tried, on it. yeah. Um, this year she was one of the 10 contestants and the show, I think, premiered this Thursday will be episode three. So work your way back from that. Uh, and, yes. you know, it's no secret that reality TV, generally speaking, films months in advance. So she filmed that and in around May, so the last sort of three months has been a weird time because she had that filming on, all the prep that she had to do for that show, which I'm going to do a big deep dive into next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, so many stories about her getting on the show, prepping for the show, going and filming the show, coming back, obviously, all the editing period uh and then the show coming out a few weeks ago matt's obviously been watching because he's a uh yeah. a lovely loyal friend um <laughs> it has been such a weird journey for her and then obviously for me as kind of the the person on the side support person confidant for a long time the only person she could tell about it um and now that and I'm, I'm happy to say this, uh, she has been eliminated from the show. There's sort of the 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 finally like moving on from that. I'm busy making her super cut like the I'm editing together all the the great great one liners because yep. yep she had some TV presence man oh, she it was did great. some funny oh, stuff it was amazing uh, but we and we went away on holiday sort of knowing that it would be kind of nice for her to have a bit of a break from that didn't happen women's day wanted to talk to her double page <laughs> spread all the stuff uh but that i read been... that i read that article actually. Oh, i did read the article good spread yeah good they spread. put my full name in it which i thought was yeah, they so did. weird yeah I thought, you got the shout out yeah yeah i thought they would have just done the like <laughs> boyfriend james or whatever but they went and put nope. my last name in there which i suppose is um, you know not a bad thing hey, um, any publicity is good publicity hey that's right uh <laughs> but that has kind of been not hanging over us the last few months, but it was something that we were sort of working our way towards. And now that that is mostly over and it sort of ended at the sort of same time as Wellington on a plate ended for us, this period of time is a real like checkpoint renewal period where we're both like, Mm. okay, what is next? Uh, She's about to start a new job. You know, spring is coming, I think as a kind of, for me, wrap up to what this episode has been with all that stuff going on, it's really nice to kind of check back in and go, cool. All the stuff has happened. And it would be great next week or whenever we do it, if we do a special episode, whatever, to to break down all the insights to reality TV because, man, there are some interesting stories. 
what you see on the screen is not the it truth. Is not the truth. All that sort of stuff. I mean, for a lot of it, it is. But yeah, fascinating for her to have the experience of seeing how those kinds of shows get made because so much of you know reality TV. Um, I believe you have a few shows to talk about on this week's What Are You Watching? You know, you get a product and how reflective of truth is that. So uh, we might we might save that for next week. But as a uh, as a fan of the show, uh, well, no, I don't know if you're a fan, but as a loyal, loyal uh, watcher, has it been just in the short version? Was it weird to see someone that you, you know at that level on TV? Was it just funny? I mean, I didn't oh, I know. Oh, no, it was like, it was both... It was both weird, but also just like amazing because it's, it's someone, it's someone that, you know, but with not a lot of degrees of separation, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's literally, it's Fran. It is, it is, it's your partner, you know, like I, like I know Fran, I've hung out with Fran, I've had drinks with Fran, you know, it's like, uh, it, it was just, very, yeah, it was just very cool to see her on, uh, on, on the screen. I think it was also very interesting watching like like knowing Fran a little bit and just like, you know, how she is in, in life and, you know, kind of understanding how she works as a human, seeing her on a reality TV show was, ve- was, it was very interesting. Um, but I think that came along with just all of her one liners and things that she was saying. I thought, I thought she did a really good job holding herself, uh, in that environment. I thought it was really cool. Um, but it, it was weird, but it, at the same time, it, when it got announced that she was obviously being on the show, um, it was, um, also Lucas who was on the show as well. Um, knowing Lucas from, um, the theater days back in Wellington as well. So it was seeing two people on a show like that was very much like weird, oh, right? And there was a point where, this? um, we went for drinks with a good friend of ours, Tom, who's now moved to the UK, Mr. Tom, um, at one point, Tom asked Fran at the drinks, and this was before it had been announced. He was like, oh, how are you doing? And she was like, honestly, pretty busy. Um, have got some stuff going on. Like, oh, I can't really talk about it. And Tom was like, I think you, I think I know what you're doing. I know someone who's also doing what you're doing. And he knew oh, another really? person on the show. And there's only oh, 10 whoa. people. I think a lot of them were from Wellington, and that kind of made the circle small. But, yeah, yeah very weird to go from... Uh, and, I mean, I, I don't know Lucas very well, but obviously... I have met him before. He's worked mm. on a show that I've been in before and had lots of people posting about him being on the show and yep. not Fran being on the show. And I was like, yeah, totally. no, like <laughs> support Fran, the real Hogwarts champion. Yo, yo. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny how protective you get about the people that you're behind. Um, but we were going to, we were, I, I at least was planning on talking about this this week, but with all the lengthy catch up, has gone to this episode. I think rather than trying to rush through it all, it's better saved totally. for its... Uh, Hold it. Uh, not its own episode, but we, when there's less other stuff to catch up on, but we <laughs> must acknowledge that a big part of the last month on my side of things, to a lesser extent your side of things, has been us following the journey of Fran on on the great Kiwi Bake Off, which we will get into all the all the juicy details and behind-the-scenes stuff Ooh. in future episodes. So if you're interested in knowing about that sort of thing, you'll have to just uh, keep listening. But from my side of things in terms of uh, stories, that is all I have for this week. I've parked some stuff for next week, smaller tidbits. There's just so much to catch up on. I we know, can't do it I all know. in one day. It's always so, so hard. We're just such active people. We are active people. <laughs> um, so, you know, we have other stuff to talk about this week, 
but I'm just signaling that uh, no more stories from my sides of things. I've ticked all the boxes that I needed to get onto. Nice. And I transfer my energy over to you for anything else. No, that uh, look, I'm good. I'm happy. I've got one thing. I've parked it because I think it might be a little bit more interesting to talk about next week. All going well. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Just mm. a little taster there. Teasers. Watch Taste next time. Got to come back for the next episode. Follow along. Subscribe. <laughs> Did you want to do question time? Um, we'll just acknowledge it. That fr- uh, not Fran. You're not Fran. You could be Fran. <laughs> Matt here has uh, planned a question. We weren't sure whether we were going to do it or not. And let's just acknowledge that. Do you want to do that this week? Do you want to go into what are you watching? I don't mind, mate. I've let's... got nowhere to be. Look, now I've got nowhere to be either. Uh, you know what? Let's do it. It's going to be quick. It's going to be easy. It's not going to be a crazy thing. And it'll help because the thing is in front of you. So, my question to you, sir, is... If your computer or your laptop could control your life in one way, what command would you choose that you could have to control your life. And what I mean by that is in the sense of um, escape, <laughs> delete. This is some undo. meta stuff. You've been watching Love, Death and Robots, haven't you? <laughs> well, I mean, yes, I have. Yeah, I, yeah, I have been watching that. Um, <laughs> um, other examples, copy and paste, mute, volume up, volume down. You know, if there was, if, if Man, on your this computer... this is the most meta question time we've, It's great, but where did you come up with this? If, if there was one command on your, on your, your laptop that you could, you could do in your life that you could just, something, could control, what button would you choose? Mm, I mean, there are some interesting options. Um, Shift four, money. <laughs> true hey that, that's even that's even yeah. more niche yeah um i think the obvious like the the my first thought was escape but if we think about how escape works mm. if you exit out of something a lot of the time you can't just come straight back into it yeah do you know what i mean it's not a true. escape for a holiday and then come back in now if you're in a word document and you've saved it and you've escaped you can come back but that's kind of more of a function of you've saved something the escaping is kind of like the secondary thing yeah. i sort of want to explore this like the space bar oh little Just, jump yeah but- little little you've finished one thing jump into the next thing but i don't know is that what i do or oh, is that what i do is that what i do already i think of like uh-huh. creating space for yourself making space like finishing a word and then on to the next thing but i guess it doesn't it only really functions within the typing sphere i'm just sort of talking out loud while i think about my no options. nice i like it i like it i think i do a lot of control s like saving i, I journal quite a lot i think i'm quite aware of retaining moments with photos and videos and thing. I'm not sure that's a a function I need. I'm trying to figure out how you would use copy and pasting, how that translates to, to life. Real life. Um, do you have an answer? Because I'd love to have a few more minutes to think while while you you speak. But I don't know, maybe you don't have an answer. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I have, I have an, I have an answer, but unfortunately, it goes just completely against my philosophy with life. That's okay. Um, yeah, and and that is generally Delight. everything happens for. Yeah, exactly. Everything happens for a reason. That is my philosophy for life. Everything happens for a reason. The whole what ifs or whatevers and things like that. It is what it is. Uh, whatever happens will be. Um, but honestly, if I had the power to just do a little undo on something, please and thank you. Just a little, just a little backspace. Doesn't you know? I'm I'm not saying I'm gonna be you know deleting portions of my life, but just a little. I make a little mistake. Undo. A little mistake backspace. I'll, well, that's a I'll backspace t- rather than a that. delete, right? Oh, because, no, exactly. Well, yeah. I don't have a backspace. I've only got a delete. Ah, MacLife. So, MacLife. But it would be a backspace if I could if I could undo if I could backspace um, something that I've done. Great. I'm not saying that I make a lot of mistakes, but in moments and choices and things like that, it would be nice to just do a little backspace and just try again. And if that one doesn't work, I'll just try again. But I, you know, it would get very, very controlling of looking for that right outcome. And then all of it, you know, uh, I saw a really good short, uh, like a TV short. Can't remember what it is. It's, there's been a lot of them, but the whole, you know, you backspace to do another decision and you work your way down and then all of a sudden, you know, something else goes wrong, but you have to like backspace all the way back to that original thing to you know work again it can get very messy but i'm just talking about a little a little redo a little backspace on something you need to watch the film about time my friend what are you doing this evening with morgan is there anything stopping you from watching one of the greatest films ever made why do i feel like i have watched that you haven't because we no yeah we talked about about it being my top three whenever we were talking about it it is one of the most important films to me and you've never seen it yeah no i haven't you need to watch about time because it is entirely within this philosophy that you were talking about yeah yeah Yeah. no watch the film i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah i i know what you're talking about there's a sort of oh i wish i hadn't said that or oh why did i do that that was silly that i think at least within a windows frame of of uh operational system backspace is very much they're like oh i've spelled that wrong whereas a delete (laughs) function is like a a cut this year from my life and get it out of it which i know you totally that's a good answer um i think i've come up with mine and it's in a different area i think the mute button yeah brilliant because brilliant i don't think there's very often where volume up but when you said volume up and volume down i was like i'm not sure how that works but there's sometimes <laughs> where in life i just put headphones on because i mm. don't want to hear people talking the amount of times where today i had to walk through the mount vic tunnel and it's so loud i could use it then there are times when you know not to be super zen and yes i did do bali yoga once on a rooftop at sunrise uh when i do my yoga it would be really nice to to mute not all the time sometimes you know the birds are chirping that sort of thing i think mute is a function that would have off like frequent usage i think the trick would be not as with all the stuff not overusing it but um i suppose that is i mean the adam sandler film click i have not seen in a long time Mm. i'm sure he uses mute a few times and it's it's in he uses it on the dog right 
mutes the I'm dog. I'm sure he must do it to a person as well in like a condescending arguing with me. I can't hear you, way. I'm yes. sure he does that. Yeah. Um, I think that would that is the best answer that I can provide because the amount of times I think that I could use that would be helpful. But also it's it's not, you know, it's not helpful in a scenario where you do mute. If someone wants to talk to you, it's not like you're listening to your music and you can choose to ignore them or recognize them. You just wouldn't hear them. So I can definitely see the difficulties with it. But more (laughs) importantly, how did you come up with such a, a meta question? Uh, honestly, I, w- I really was just looking at like, cause I, this, this whole morning I've just been sitting at my table, uh, watching YouTube, uh, on my laptop. Just the, I have, I have two TVs in my apartment and I decided that I was going to watch it on my laptop and I really was just sitting there and I started making my notes for today's episode. Um, and I was like, question, I got to think of a question. Started going through all of the questions that we've done and things. I looked down at my laptop and I just thought. Yeah, <laughs> if I was to pick a button on this laptop to do something in life, what would I use? <laughs> nice. I mean, we're at that point where we're desperately seeking inspiration anywhere. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it all. No, it's um, a great question. That's that's thank in a, you, thank you. that's in a, a top five question time questions for me. I How think we go? I'll keep thinking about it, and I'm sure there are people out there who will have very clever answers that we haven't thought about. But also, I don't control letter that often. I'm not super attuned to all the shortcuts on a laptop. No, I guess that's neither. The sort of the sort of secret to answering this question: brightness down, brightness up, vitamin D, get more sun in your life. Are we able to control those sorts of things? True percentages, you know, like uh, full stop. I wonder what a full stop would be in real life. I hate you. Full stop. Leave. <laughs> evaporate yeah just Teleport just go on it's <laughs> the end everything ends <laughs> eternal blackness but you must watch about time yes yeah. sorry yeah you gotta do it um no. and let us no. use that to transport ourselves to the final thing for this week which is what are you watching what are you watching I mean, there's a lot to talk about and maybe we'll have to sort of park some of this stuff because i can certainly say that some of what i would mention would be things that there will be reoccurring episodes in the next few weeks but allow me to rattle through some of my stuff and i'll finish on the sort of recurring things okay um i did a couple of shows recently about a month ago i went to the opera for the first time the newly refurbed st james theater i'm so Um, glad that's back yeah it's crazy in there man after three years of not being in there it's so big and like bold and 1500 people you're like whoa this place is massive um it's great for for theater in wellington that it's now open uh very briefly having never been to the opera before it was a very interesting experience it has storytelling that way they did have sort of text runners along the sides of the stages which sort of summarized what was happening because obviously it's all in italian so that was an i didn't oh. expect that i didn't know if that was going to yeah, happen yeah um uh Went because uh, theatre alumni Victoria University Nino was assistant directing the show. He ended up walking the part of one of the leads because one of the leads got COVID. So Nino had to act the part, but he didn't sing the role, which was very strange to see in like a COVID affected theatre world. Uh, so that was interesting. And then a couple of days ago, went and saw Les Mis. Uh, I love Les Mis as a musical. I wasn't going to go. I decided I would because the the 
audience praise if it had been so high i managed to get a single ticket and a uh matinee and it was a restricted seat view <laughs> but i'd been online and i'd looked at pictures of the seat and i was like i bet this is going to be fine and it was fine so i saved 50 percent of the price of my ticket which nice. was good um I won't share the seat number because then someone else will steal it next time I want to go. Uh, but you can <laughs> message the show directly and we might tell you the best discount seats at the St. James. So that's my sort of live theatre thing. Um, on the way to uh, Bali, we had downloaded some Netflix films because we were on Jetstar. <laughs> we weren't paying for the entertainment package. Watched Top Gun for the first time in preparation oh, wow. for possibly watching Top Gun Maverick, which people have said is a great film. And I was like, well, I need the context of Top Gun. And I've got to say, Top Gun is a weird movie. Have you seen Top Gun? Oh, yeah, totally. Many times. It's like 90 minutes and it sort of feels like a satire and it sort of feels like a sports film and it sort of feels like a drama. And <laughs> totally. then like you're not sure if Tom Cruise is hamming it up or is he being serious at that point in his career. And it's not that there's no plot, but the plot sort of resolves in a weird way. And then kind of the last quarter of the film, I'd maybe compare to like, have you seen Ender's Game? Oh, uh, no, you know what? I haven't, but I've seen plenty of TikTok clips. Yeah. That film just ends. You're like, oh, that was, that was the end just really top gun mm. was not what i, I expected at all yeah. and i expect to watch top gun maverick at some point and come out of it and go oh that was a way better film than the original i can see why in a jurassic park a ken way at the time the film of fighter jets when it was released totally. would have been really was, like yeah. whoa this is sick um just yeah i i don't know what i expected with that film and after the sort of i think it's only like 94 minutes i was like that was a movie and tom cruise was in it yeah just a bunch of men happy and safe in their sexuality you know yeah oh absolutely <laughs> yeah that that film that film was there was uh, some homoerotic vibes being thrown around <laughs> um so yeah took took top gun off my sort of haven't ever seen before list. nice nice good um, one to get off the list going to get off this obviously bake off is a part of that It'll be interesting to watch now with Fran, now that she doesn't, uh, you know, now that she's not on, because she doesn't, she knows who wins. I mean, I know who wins, because she went back for the final, but she doesn't know what happens in, in all these other the episodes. Yeah. So we're kind of interested to watch the show through a completely different lens. Um, another film that I finally sat down and watched with Fran was The Godfather. Wow. One of the great films yeah. I'd never seen, and there was one night where we just went, let's watch it. And I went to a big Godfather deep dive because you either seen it and you love it or you, I mean, for the most part, I would say, or you haven't seen it. And I would say it lived up to expectations. You know, mm. after those three hours, I was like, I can see why this is, you know, part of the canon. I haven't seen Godfather 2, which I know a lot of people will say is better than the original, one of the great sequels. So I'm excited to see that. Um, but I more wanted to mention it because I've started watching this show called The Offer, which is all about the making of The Godfather. Miles Teller plays the uh, producer of The Godfather, oh, Al Ruddy. Yes. Juno Temple's in it and a cast of other sort of recognizable people. And it's all about the how mad the making of that film was and how everything was going against them. Like they didn't have the budget and they couldn't get the actors and the actual mafia wasn't happy they were making the film and <laughs> Paramount was getting sold, all this stuff. And it's really, really good. I would definitely recommend it. Um, maybe it maybe watch even if you've seen the godfather watch it again 
and then come and watch the show but i'm mm. about six episodes into the 10 episode season i presume it's just one season because i imagine they've sort of they finish with the film coming out but really interesting into the inside of how such a acclaimed film within all of those people's careers francis ford coppola uh you know al pacino you know de niro not being in it all that sort of stuff you kind of you get a sense of i guess the the behind the scenes of what was happening which is really fascinating uh so the offer i'm not sure what streaming platform it's i think it maybe it is on netflix because i watched it on the i started watching it on the plane that happened to be on there um i think it's on something something weird i don't know the offer look it up um and then outside of that the two key things to talk about are house of the dragon the game of thrones prequel which we've had three episodes of and the rings of power the lord of the rings prequel which we've had two episodes of the great two fantasy shows which are clashing heads at the moment uh i'm enjoying both of them i have thoughts on both of them i'm very much not team one or team the other i'm enjoying them both i just want to see how they continue to go on which is why i don't feel the need to sort of personally talk about either of them this week not saying we don't need to or you can't because i know you've been watching um but i'm just enjoying both of them and and it's really cool to have two shows with episodes coming out each week Mm. it's like oh we have this today and then three days later it's like oh the new episodes out of this true Uh, true but fascinating to see those two shows out at the same time and i guess sort of contributing to to the ratings i've been trying to get into the lord of the rings tolkien's lore a bit more to understand what's going on what sort of creative license that show has taken in particular whereas house of the dragon i'm kind of not reading up on i don't want to know what happens next whereas with the the rings of power i know exactly what's happening so it's fun to watch that as a how much are they going to change things because they have rings you know rings of power as characters that don't exist in tolkien's world whereas house of the dragon i'm going down the don't tell me anything i don't want to know this yeah is i don't of, know yeah. uh, if people yeah. die let's look forward to it that's my what are you watching uh <laughs> nice over to you yeah well i mean i'll roll off the back of that i have watched house of dragons morgan and i have been watching house of dragons um and haven't started rings of power really um yeah unfortunately i think i'm just getting whirled up in the uh the old backlash that it's been getting um, oh, you could have watched it, man. That's great. Oh no, I know, no, I know, I know. I just, I just haven't, I haven't done it yet. But another reason why I haven't done it yet is that because Morgan hasn't seen any of the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbits, none of it. So I'm like, man, fatal do I tr- flaw. Do I try and roll through all of that? But I'm like, ah, oh, but it's a prequel. So I guess it's like it's before any of that. But it's like, but then you won't get the nuance of every. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So haven't quite figured that out yet. Um, but House of Dragons, loving it, loving it. I like you said. I think it'll be an occurrence of as the season goes on. But I, I think it's great. Um, uh, another TV show that has been on the watch, The Sandman. Neil, yeah, Neil Gaiman's um comic book strip, uh, that he did with, was it, was it DC? dc or warner bros i mean it's it's the same anyway neil gaiman's comic book strip um that he that the sandman um yeah created into a netflix show great it's 
from people that I've talked to about it and things, it's it's a hard watch, and it takes a little bit to get into the world of the Sandman and 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 kind of how it's presented and put forward. Um, it's very slow. Moments are, are, are very like breathtaking, but it is a bit of a slow watch. Um, but Morgan and I got so invested into it, and we absolutely loved it. Um, so, and what we've heard, because we haven't obviously seen the, the, the comic book strip, um, it's, it's very like panel for panel, the way that they've shot the show and, and created it. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I think interesting, um, potential like casting choices and things that they did for the show, but overall really enjoyed it. Um, so if you're very much into that kind of fantasy, you know that kind of law um i don't know ethereal realm sort of understanding of the world um yeah very good watch very good watch um another ongoing tv show at the moment one of our once again marvel shows um that has come out she hulk um uh obviously a branch off from hulk and things like that she hulk um the attorney at law um uh look if i'm gonna be honest it's not that good it's not that good it's 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 trying it's trying and i think that's what hurts the most it's really trying to be a a smart tv show but it's just it's not quite working for me i like i enjoy it because i'm a marvel nerd and yeah it's sweet but it's it's not quite working three episodes in, so it'll be interesting to see how the last the back half of the season goes. Um, so yeah, if you're a Marvel fan, let me know what you think of She-Hulk so far. Uh, maybe let me know at the end of the season. Might be a bit of a write off this one. Um, few movies to roll through. Um, finally, because it uh, popped up on Disney Plus, Lightyear. Um, oh, I haven't seen it. But, I forgot. Yeah. I had completely forgotten that that came out. I know, and I think that's the unfortunate thing, um, is that it kind of came out in cinemas and then it kind of zooped away. Um, but yeah, Lightyear, obviously, the story of Buzz Lightyear, um, Toy Story. One thing I didn't realize, and it's not a spoiler, but it kind of, it might help with the understanding of the film. Um, the film isn't created as a, like a prequel to anything. The film is the film that Andy watched as a child and wanted to get a Buzz Lightyear toy. Oh, that's helpful to know. Yeah. You're right. That's so not the, a spoiler. It helps sort of frame no. the context. Exactly. So the, yeah, exactly. So the context of the film is Lightyear is the film that Andy watched as a child. Um, and that's where the toys came from. Um, I thought it was really cool. I think it was really interesting the way they kind of worked with the lore and things like that. Um, I know there was a lot of controversy about um, Tim Allen not coming back to voice um, Buzz. Um, he wasn't asked. Honest, true. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, but to be honest, Chris Evans really blended in really well. Um, I didn't didn't think it was too weird. Um, but obviously, for everyone and big fans of Toy Story, it was a bit of a sucker punch, that's for sure um but good film um that same night we watched back to back um movie on netflix called the uh, sea beast um don't know if you've seen pop have you no, seen that but, no but morgan spoke about it when we were at yours on the way oh, to Bali. yes and it's so yep. funny that it's just logged 
and Fran's brain now. And anytime on any show, movie, whatever, if there's ever anything about an animal being undersea, she'll be like, oh yeah, Morgan's favorite film. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Morgan's film. And I'm like, this is such a niche thing that you've held on to. But yes, I'm very much aware yes, of that yeah. film now. <laughs> so yeah, we finally plucked up the courage and watched it. Um, for uh, everyone that wasn't quite in on, on what was going on there, there had been clips that had come out on TikTok of Sea Beast the movie. And this clip is of a monster these people have fallen in the sea and below them is just this big massive just beast in the water and it's just so eerie and when we watch the movie it is it is such an eerie moment it does a really good job of you making just be afraid of the water morgan and i we already have a fear of deep water and oceans as it is um so watching this film was very big for us um, but to be honest, really good film. Like when, as it comes to animation and films and things and all of the, the you know, just how spoiled we are for movies. Um, sea Beast, great animation, um, great voice acting. Carl Urban, um, old Kiwi represent. Uh, he um, voices one of the main characters for that. Um, and yeah, just yeah, good story and and really wholehearted. And I thought it did a really good job. Um, another movie that we watched, this one got a bit of a kickback in reviews. Um, it was the Russo brothers. Um, I believe it was the Russo brothers, um, with, um, Chris Evans and (laughs) what's his name? What's La La Land? What's his name again? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. That's it. I had so many Ryans in my head. Ryan Gosling, uh, and that's the Grey Man, uh, Netflix show, kind of about a, uh, a, a mercenary kind of thing. Gets a little bit, it gets his world gets a bit messed up, and things start colliding in on him. And um, Chris Evans as the kind of the big bad for the film. Um, it's like it's it's like a it's like a a smarter Michael Bay film, if that makes sense. Um, it was there's so much going on, explosions, actions, um, but smarter in the sense of the kind of comedy and everything else behind it was just a little bit more enjoyable. Um, but yeah, got a bit of backlash because it, it was quite an expensive film, um, but it, for something that just wasn't actually that good. Um, I enjoyed it, but it definitely wasn't what it was made out to be it, it just yeah the film itself uh, enjoyable if you like action films like i say if you like action films watch it sweet as get into it enjoy it if you like chris evans or ryan gosling very much enjoy it it was really weird seeing chris evans in a villain a, a, a villain role that was he <laughs> scary it was it was, a, it was very scary seeing him in something like that um but just quickly just to quickly wrap up my stuff few reality tvs because obviously you know we've been watching a bit of reality tv lately um and that's glow up um which is i think it's on its third fourth season i believe um it's just a makeup reality tv show um contestants and um muas makeup artists um that yeah basically battle it out week by week to be 
you know an up-and-coming makeup artist um beautiful designs like it's it's really fascinating to watch the creative skill with what people do with um makeup it's brilliant um and the other one i've talked about this before so it's quick flyby and that's blown away which is a glass blowing competition i just i i'm just so fascinated by what people can do with glass um and it's really interesting and beautiful technique um and you know and and i say ancient technique an old school technique of of making glass and producing beautiful art um my D character is also proficient in glass blowing tools um but but hasn't had the the chance to actually has, hasn't made the chance to make anything with glass yet but uh they they have something up their sleeves that that they want to do with glass um but also the, the one last thing that we should both mention um because we watched it together last time that we were together at my house um and that is a documentary that popped up on netflix um something that we had both been meaning to watch and we were like let's just do it um and that's woodstock 99 uh a documentary about woodstock the 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 famous was it 1969 yeah, yeah. The first, one, the first one was in '69, and then yeah, '69. They had yeah. one other one, I think, in '94, and then '99 yeah. was the second reiteration of redo. It. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, this documentary basically just rolls through how and why that event just completely failed. But for me, I mean, what being born in '95 uh, had no idea that this ever happened woodstock 99 no idea and it was just appalling just crazy an event can be run like that and turn into something like that so thankful for the events that we have these days not saying that they're perfect um but for for that oh it was just it was scary scary scenes um so very fascinating watch um that woodstock 99 uh very weird it was very entertaining i mean we watched all three episodes when Fran and I yes. needed to be up at 3am to go to the airport. So <laughs> yeah. clearly it was intriguing and we couldn't yeah. turn away. Uh, and in great, like three part documentary. Sometimes those documentaries get dragged out across too many episodes. I think, I think it was three sort of 50 ish minutes was the perfect amount of, out of time. I think. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that's me. That's what I've been watching over the past month or so, um, along with a lot of D and D. But that's 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 me. Um, but yeah, I, I'm thoroughly surprised with a few things that I've um, watched over the past month um, and things to enjoy. So we are now at that point of being like, "What's next? What's our next TV show?" You know, because with House of Dragons coming out every week and haven't started Rings of Power um yeah what's our binge what's our every other night watch we haven't figured that out you yet gotta figure out your in-between thing we've just started yeah. uh uh breaking bad rewatch i've never rewatched oh, breaking bad a lot of we just nah, a lot of people are doing that spontaneously at the, moment. the other night we, last night in fact i was like should we rewatch this and we just dug in first okay. episode the pilot's <laughs> so good and and we're just kind of we're there i would say not we're not hooked but it's enough of the journey that we'll we're back on that um, totally. but I think nice. we've done very well to summarize not only the last month of TV and, and film and theater and that, but what we've been up to last month, 
It's been the longest episode we've done in a long time. But it's been a long time between two good friends. And believe <laughs> it or not, there's a lot that we didn't go into. True. Now that at least from my end, some of the uh, the crazy, hectic nature of, of life has died down. Hopefully we can get back into slightly more regular programming. But to finish <laughs> off this week, we must review our beers. Um, I've saved myself just a little sip at the end of my little can here. So I'm just going to indulge myself here to just remind myself before I finish off my thoughts. Uh, I was literally just about to take a sip of mine, but I will fill the space while you think about that sip. Mm. Yeah. So in my end of things, Golden Hour, Hazy XBA by Mount Brewing Company. It's a great beer. It's a real... I mean, it, it speaks at the end of its description about being accepted exceptional drinkability with satisfying hoppy finish i'd say that is exactly what this beer is uh i've enjoyed it today on a wednesday early evening i think it'd be great in the sun i'd pay for a pint of it in a bar so what more can you say than that i'm just thinking about where i'm gonna rank it in this in this uh man the scribbles of the ratings on here is is so (laughs) Do you know what I had recently as a single beer at home? Friend went out one night uh, and I was at home and I was like, I'm going to have a beer. I recently had a a bird's eye hazy and I think this is pretty comparable to that. Oh, nice. Good I beer. No, because the bird's eye hazy is my highest score, an 8.8. I don't know if I'm ready to give this a higher score than that, but it's it's in the ballpark of if I was looking, you know, to, to buy a single hazy from a supermarket, I think this would be right up there. I think I'm going to give it an 8.8. It's tied. Wow. It's tied for Ooh. the lead. And I don't know if I'm just excited to be back on the Bros and Brews <laughs> podcast after a month away. But at a certain point, you need to start rewarding good beers. It's a great beer. I'm excited to have it whenever the next time is. Uh... What say you, Mr. Spriggan Fern? Look, I think I think we've both had a good time with our beers because my score reflects the same. Look, not as not as I'm not saying it's generous, but not as not as great as an eight point eight. That is a, a fairly good score. Um, I really enjoyed this. It's you know the way that you described that beer. Mine is very similar. I think once again we've done very similar in that spectrum again. Um, really easy to drink, but really nice um hops at the end it's not too crazy it's it's not a double it's not trying to be too much um but it's also giving me enough where it's not light or like a pale ale or something like that um it's it's giving me enough that you know exactly what you said i was drinking this i was like yeah i would get this i would get a pint of this if i was going out um yeah just really good good on the palate um so i have given it an 8.2. Nice. Two yeah. eights. Doesn't uh, happen two that often. Two eights. Yeah, I, and I've got, to, I've got to say, I'm very impressed. And I, I was like that with that first sip. Much is the same as you. Um, really easy to drink. Um, i got to go cook dinner soon, so we'll see how uh, how this goes down. <laughs> uh, well, cooking dinner. <laughs> wow, two high scores on Brulette as we reintroduce ourselves to the... The world of New Zealand craft beer, at least on the show. And that is us for a week. That Woo-hoo. has really been more like a month. We realise we've been slacking, we've been slowing down on on episodes, but never fear, we will we will always eventually return. Um, 
thank you for this week. It's been nice to catch up, my friend. Thank you for having us on our way to the holiday, which seemed like oh, a long time ago. It was the last time I saw you. Um, and thank you to uh, the audience members for tuning in. Obviously, you had to press play, seeing two hours on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or whatever it is. Hopefully, we've uh, we've spoken about a few things of interest. Um, but yeah, just nice to catch up, man, and, and looking forward to getting back more into regular comms after the, the crazy month that August was. The craziness of August. Uh, no, I, I appreciate that, man. And it's like, you know, it's one of those things with doing this podcast, and we've always said we always have things going on in our life um but it is nice to be back and talking with you um because i missed you i missed you too though so yeah it's good to be back into well i won't say regular we will see how (laughs) september proceeds to come upon us um but happy to be back happy to be here um and thank you very much and thank you to everyone listening Mm. and that is all we have for you this week from matt and myself the Bros and Brews podcast. All that is left to be said is we will see you next time. Peace. I'll be waiting for you to come around. Hesitating with my feet stuck in the ground.